Welcome, welcome, and welcome to another exciting edition of The Doghouse. My name is Will. I am your host. You have turned your dial correctly to the podcast for the best fantasy football league in the entire world. It happens to be a dynasty league. It's also automatically uh, de facto the best dynasty fantasy football league in the world. But it's also just the best fantasy football league in the world. And I must say that I have to thank all 11 of you for playing along with me and uh, putting up with my nonsense uh, because I really do think that we've created something special. And I think the evidence, just to get a little, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little nostalgic and sentimental this evening. I will say that the evidence of the success of our league is that I look at our chat before I look at any other timeline on my phone, and I know I'm not. That's pretty cool. I hope you guys just heard that uh, uh, that notification. That's the notification for Sleeper. Someone just said something. I'm going to turn it off so it doesn't interfere with the recording, but I'm doing another fireside chat. This will be the second recording uh, since we've gotten to Georgia. Similar to the first, it's a fireside chat, which means, guess what? There are no notes. I'm freestyling. Last time I was in the pavilion fireplace. Let's do a little roll call. This is the dog house. Any dogs? No. Any cat? No. Although the cat did recently become an outside cat again after she scratched the fuck out of Katie. And we're like, oh, wait a second. That's right. You're a feral, crazy bastard. I don't care if you end up getting killed by a snake. You can't attack my children. So uh, why don't you go ahead and get back out there. Get those wild oats all sewed or whatever. Either way, uh, there are no dogs. There are no cats. It is me out my burn pile uh, burning some cardboard. And there's, you know, a lot of it, like a crazy amount of it. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and get into some good stuff. We've already done roll call. We know there's no animals. We know I'm by myself tonight. That's okay. I have you guys. Uh, I know you're there on the chat right now. And so that's one thing. I used to record these when uh, you guys were asleep. And now, now <laughs> I'm three hours in the future. Uh, Y'all aren't asleep while I'm shit-faced. Well, last time you guys were still having breakfast while a couple weeks ago, you guys were still having breakfast while I was shit-faced. But uh, now that I'm back on work schedule, uh, by the time that I'm like actually shit-faced, you guys are still just like having dinner with your kids and stuff. Uh, So that's pretty funny. Anyway, let's go ahead and take a look at who is the MVP of this episode. We can't just go into it without some music. Where's my interlude? So I go back and I look because I'm like, I actually don't know who the episode MVP would be. Let me go back and look and let me pull up the pinned post so I can see who's been the most active. And I realize, guess who the MVP goes to? That's right. It goes to... All of us, dude, God bless us. Go look in the pinned part of our chat and go see how many trades have been made. And look, maybe there is someone that's had more action than others. We're going to go through them in the news section. There's Our news section is going to be like 17 trades. Uh, but 
go ahead and go back and take a look at, at that pinned section of the chat and you will see that there were so many people that were making moves. So the MVP for this episode, which goes to the most influential player in our league for good or for better or for worse is just all of us like at sign all we are doing amazing i am feeling the love tonight and so let's go ahead and pick up where we left off last time let's see i maybe had been here i don't i didn't look up when the last episode was i'm gonna guess it was about three weeks ago so I remember that there were just so many trades uh, that I went through and that was just like the entire episode. And I remember, I'm sure there were some trades that happened after that episode before uh, the draft. But what we're going to do today for this new section, what, the, the draft is a new chapter and this episode is all going to be about the draft. And so the news for this episode is actually going to be about all the trades that have happened since the draft. So without further ado, we have so much excitement to get to. Why? Because you guys are awesome. And if you're noticing that I'm saying you guys and not y'all, it's because I've realized that um, a lot of people say you guys here and really it's not like as much of a thing as I thought it was going to be. And I really just need to say you guys because I'm from California and we say you guys in California. And when it comes out naturally, just run with it. Like don't fight it. But I kind of I kind of showed up thinking it was going to be one of those things where like I'm going to have to retrain myself to not say you guys and to say y'all. And now what I realize is y'all is an amazing word. I want to say it all the time, but it doesn't really come out naturally for me. And so with any sort of inauthenticity, I'm not really doing that. I'm already coming in from California. I can't really be doing that. So you're going to hear some you guys. You're going to hear some y'alls. You're going to hear whatever feels right when it comes out of my mouth. And that, my friends, is the most amazing thing about the Dogcast. So, without further ado, let's get to the news. I love how epic our, our news interlude is. And I also love how epic our league is. Let's face it. We have a league of champions. This is not just some random league. This is a league that was comprised of champions from multiple leagues and multiple redraft league champions. Every single person currently in this league has won a championship in a redraft league or two or three or four or five. As a matter of fact, I actually would like to figure out now who has won the most championships in their entire history. Now, granted, it's going to probably go to whoever's been in the most leagues. I'm not even going to ask for like a per season breakdown. Just how many total championships have you won? I think I've won four. I've won the Insane Asylum League twice. I won the B League and Super Bowl Glory twice. I think there's... I think there's a fifth. I think there's a fifth that I won, but it was like not a real league. Like, I think it was like Jason Kelly and I wanted to do a mock draft one night, but we wanted to do a mock draft in a league that was taken seriously. And so we just signed up for like, I think I won that league. I feel like there's a fifth league that I won that I can't remember. Anyway, uh, I've never won in Super Bowl Glory. I've never won in the Friends League. Uh, 
And so really I've, I've only had success in one of my leagues that I've ever been in. Uh, the third place I had last year in dynasty was literally one of the best finishes of my entire career. So uh, we are filled with epic managers. We are one of the best leagues in the world. I take it so seriously, as we all know. I rule with an iron fist. It's true. We all know this. So I have to, have to, have to. I wish I didn't have to. I have to acknowledge what happened at the end of our draft for this news segment. And so for those of you who are, uh, I'd say who don't know what happened, but everyone knows what happened. So let me just give you my take. So we get to Booby. It's the end of the draft. The champ is up. He's got the last two picks. Whether it was the last two picks or the last one pick, it would have been the same idea. And I, so, so what, a day goes by. He doesn't make his pick. We don't think anything of it. Wolf had just taken a day to make his pick just a, just a couple days before. Not a big deal. Uh, you know, shopping your pick, whatever. A lot of different options. It's a slow draft. It's a slow draft. You have options. You have time to actually work on some options. So then another day goes by, and then I start receiving text messages about how the actual plan is to not pick until August. Because technically, that's within the framework of the rules. There's no rule about when you have to make your pick. And therefore, why pick now? And I get it. That makes perfect logical sense. And so a member of this league brings that to my attention. And my response is, hey, it's not against the rules. There's nothing we can do. We can change. He can then just wait till August, make his pick in August, and then we'll change the rules after that. But he's within the rules. There's nothing we can do. Just tip your cap and move on. Well, I sent that text and then about five minutes later, it hit me that by not making the pick, he was actually suspending all activity in the league. No one was able to make any transactions in the league until he made the pick. In other words, at that point, he's holding it hostage. And what he even said was, think of it like a fantasy vacation. And that was when I said, wait a second. Well, actually, I think I'd already said, wait a second. By the time he said fancy vacation. But I was like, wait a second. At this point, it went from he hasn't broken a rule to I'm allowing one player to completely put the entire league, which is a dynasty league, the entire point of a dynasty league is that's 24-7, 365, put the entire league on pause just because it gives him a slight advantage. I was like, ah, I can't do that. And so there is also a lot of different factors in play here. Let's not forget, we were on week like three of a five-week vacation. I had just been moved basically against my will. Please do not repeat that if you te- if your wife, to your wife if your wife texts with Hillary. Um, and, you know, not really in a position uh, to have my safe place fucked with. And so mm, I decided to flex a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I just did. I'm not going to lie. I decided to flex. And it was like, 
I have to make a stand. I can't have any one player, me or any of the 12 of us, just suspend the league. So because he's technically within the rules, then I'm just going to go ahead and have to actually just be the commissioner and, and change the rules. And so I recommend make your pick. He doesn't make his pick. And, and then I'm like, all right, well, I literally just can't allow this. I have to actually make sure that this league continues and we don't have a, you know, two month, three month timeout or whatever. And so I say, look, this is happening in 24 hours or I'm just going to have to replace you. And it is absolutely not personal at all. It's so not personal that <laughs> I think any, uh, a couple people had the idea and they even said to me, you can't kick out the champ. And I was like, I will literally kick out anyone. I'll kick myself out. Like I will kick out anyone in this league, champ, 12th place, anything in between. If you're, if you're not engaging in a manner that is actively adding to our league, uh, and maybe that's a little strong, but you get you get my point. And I would definitely give anyone the boot that is like actively fucking with our league. So anyway, uh, that was that. And so then, which actually perfectly gets us into the news bit. Because what does Booby do? Booby is like, oh, I guess you got 24 hours. Awesome. Because I knew Booby, here's the thing. Booby likes this league. He's the fucking champ. He, he, he's, he's going for a dynasty. I knew I had all the leverage. And so I knew I could just say, yeah, sorry, that's not what's happening. And I knew I could, I could just, you know, bend uh, exactly what was going to happen. Uh, and in doing so, it kicked off the first trade that we had uh, post-draft. I guess it's not really post Well, no, it really was post-draft. The draft was basically ended by then. And so let me go and find it. I was really just stalling because I scrolled. And so, is that the, no, okay, hold on, which, where, which booby trade, all, remember when booby had never made a trade, and, and then all of a sudden booby was making all these trades, all right, so Austin and Needham made a trade, two firsts for two firsts, I'm so confused, uh, dude, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, let's go ahead and take a reading from Eric Wolfett from April 22nd, 2021. If it got a little echoey there, that's actually me putting my face all the way into the wardrobe uh, boxes, which are quite deep uh, to get to the bottom of the cardboard that I'm pulling out for my current bonfire. Uh, I'm not rattling paper, so I hope it's not as bad as last time. Last time I recorded the last episode, and I wake up in the morning and I see boobies like, dude, next time don't fucking yeah, uh, put, do the paper. And I'm like, how about next time you just not listen? And then I go back and I listen to it. And I was like, damn, that was pretty fucking annoying, actually. So I'm like, all right, booby, you're right, you're right, you're right. My bad, my bad. Anyway, so it is a fireside chat. So there is some uh, side noise. I probably realizing right now that there's been more than I've, uh, I've been thinking about. Sorry about that, but we're going to go ahead and move on and continue on by reading a poem from Wolfett. This is from April 22nd. Dear Diary, I don't even know what that next first word is. The machinations, the machinations, the machinations. 
machine, machine, machinations. Hey, Wolfit, can you text me what that word is? Um, dear diary, <laughs> I love when it's like dear diary, comma, the, and then the next word. I'm like, I don't know what that word means. Uh, the machinations of the various team owners continues. Rick Weiland continues to play 3D clean on chess while others sell their picks like a coke whore sells her body. For some reason, my silence on my draft selection drives others to the point of uninformed prognostication. I will continue to evaluate the performance of 20-year-old college dropouts. My studies so far provide enlightening. Provide, uh, proved enlightening, excuse me, that Prophet Mac Jones continues to befuddle many of the church of the original gold diggers examine his abilities to lead the faithful, trademark. A certain Seahawks running back's mother has been wondering why we have fallen silent about her son. He thinks a Friday night drunken discussion awaits. Oh, wow, that was Wolfett killing some time. Good job, Wolfett. I appreciate that. Wolfett then makes a trade with uh, Wyland. No, Wyland makes a trade with Wolfett. Yeah, 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 I got that right. Uh, I, I got messed up because Wolfett sent his third from this year to Wyland, but he got back Needham's 22 third. That's what confused me was that Needham's name was in there. Anyway, I'm trying to get to the part where, oh, right, there we go. So I, I make my 24-hour declaration. Okay. So Booby makes his trade. It's like a face-saving trade. I, I like it. Doesn't matter. We don't need to get into that. So, but more importantly, it is a huge, huge, huge trade. Booby gets Miles Sanders. Not sure if you heard of him. He's pretty damn good. But look at the haul that BT gets. A 21 first, a 22 first, a 23 second. 21 third and a 21 third that's right he got a two firsts a second and two thirds for miles sanders i did not throw that in the calculator i didn't need to that is way an overpay and maybe not dude i don't know let me know maybe the let me know what the calculator says. I think you guys already put in the chat what the calculator says, so I obviously just don't remember. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm going to go with, I don't care what the calculator says. Booby spent a lot of draft capital to get Miles Sanders right there. And so, look, maybe Miles Sanders really is amazing. But remember, like, in week, like, 10 or 11 last year, when we were wondering if Miles Sanders was even a good running back, because I do, and like, Booby doesn't, and that's great. And well, I say I hope he's great. I don't hope he's great. I'm trying to beat Booby. I don't want Booby to do well. So I hope uh, that Sanders uh, tears his ACL, uh, three of his ACLs. I want both of his knees, both of those ACLs, and then I want like another one. Maybe is there like an ACL in your elbow? If not, can we get one there? Uh, I want Miles Sanders to have multiple, multiple, multiple injuries. So anyway, Adam pokes his head up out of nowhere and trades Connor and a second to Rick Wyland for Curtis Samuel. Now, here's the most interesting part about that. Adam is a huge, huge, diehard Steelers fan. Now, James Connor is no longer a Steeler, but we all know James Connor from his time with the Steelers. So... If Adam is trading away a stealer of one form or another, that is saying a lot. So Rick apparently sees a little bit more. Uh, he also saw a second. 
and that, and that might it might really be more about the second than Connor. Uh, Connor might just be a nice depth piece, and it actually considering where Rick is at, that actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, so I, I highly doubt that Rick's sitting there being like, "No, man, James Connor is the fucking difference." Mm. So very nice pick. I have no idea what the calculator says. Um, you know, I, for, I don't know. I don't know as much about Curtis Samuel as I would expect myself to. I guess I've just never had Curtis Samuel, and you know, he's never been a waiver wire guy. It's either like you drafted him or you didn't. Uh, so I just I don't I don't know a ton about Curtis Samuel. I see he is uh, rejoining Ron Rivera in the Washington football team because how the fuck long does it take to come up with a name? For your team, are you kidding me? How long are they gonna be the Washington football team for? One season is acceptable. More than one season is ridiculous. Ridiculous. All right, that doesn't matter though. Let's go ahead and get back to it. So Curtis Samuel, recently signed by Ron Rivera and the Washington football team. Now on Adam's team, Rick got back a 23 second and James Conner. Now this is the diary submission that I was actually thinking of. Uh, Wolf it, May 10, uh, May 10th, uh, 2021. Dear Diary, our selection of college dropouts is now complete. I also just realized I better make sure I'm still recording. Yeah, no, I'm still recording. All right. <laughs> I was like, hmm, that's been about seven minutes of me not double checking. Um, there's a lot of ashes and ember being thrown into the sky right now, but it rained yesterday and it's Georgia and there's no wind. So I'm going to go with I'm probably not going to set the state of Georgia on fire. But it is pretty fascinating as a Californian coming over here. And they're just like, well, just burn it. And I'm like, yeah, but what about the part where I'm going to set the entire state on fire? And they're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> like, oh, I just came from California. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I know that's not a thing. But, like, you better get the fuck out when the hurricanes show up. Like, uh, oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. The other big thing is uh, water. So I've never lived on a well before. I know a lot of folks, I mean, Austin is in California, lives on a well. Jason lives in California, lives on a well. Um, but I've never lived on a well. And so I, for, you know, 38 years, have been conditioned that you never waste a drop of water. Literally every drop of water needs to be accounted for. And so, you know, if you're not actively using the water, you turn it off, blah, blah, blah. And so here it's the opposite. There's a bunch of sulfur in the, in the pipes. And so they're like, no, you want to run the water as much as possible because as soon as it goes through your pipes, it ends up just going through the, through the septic system, through the leach lines, through the earth, back into your, into, <laughs> into the, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, water level. What am I trying to say? What the fuck is that thing called? Uh, whatever. And then into your well. And so uh, it's really, really weird when the water's running. And I'm like, hey, turn off the water. Oh, actually, no, just let it run. Let it run. And then so our water, our well, our water stinks. It fucking smells like, uh, if you guys ever been to Hanford or outside of Fresno, kind of Visalia area where there's a lot of sulfur in the water. It smells just like that. And so we just uh, bought uh, uh, a couple of filters that will go on the well. And so those get here on Wednesday and get, get installed, I should say, on Wednesday. And so that'll, that'll be nice. The other big thing about this fire that I'm doing right now, unlike the other fires that I've done, I got this one really going and really hot. 
So I'm finally able to get like a large amount of cardboard actually disposed of in one being, in one sitting, uh, which is important because we came here with uh, nothing and other than the 16 foot trailer that Jason and I pulled. And so there's a lot of cardboard because every single thing in our house has been brought to us uh, other than the 16 foot of stuff. And anyway, I am rambling because it's a fireside shot and I was by the fireside. Let's get back to Wolf's Dear Diary post as I look up and double check that nothing is getting set on fire. No, no we're good. May 10th, 2021. Dear Diary, our selection of college dropouts is now complete. I love that Wolf that refers to rookie NFL players as college dropouts. It's funny because it's true. An Oath Keeper tried to overturn the outcome of the selection, but Dirk Kamishar maintained strength and the insurrection was quelled. DJ's mom woke up this morning and turned over to Rick Ryan. Why don't you love my boy no more? While was silent a moment, it's not GJ I don't, DJ I don't believe in, it's Bubblegum Pete we can't trust. The token Hispanic, Ulrich, bid against himself for the privilege of cutting the four-string Vikings run back. Ah. Bid against himself for the privilege of cutting the fourth-string Vikings run back in four months. Wow. If I could say, hey, look, Wolf, you wrote something incredibly impressive. I just can't speak right now uh, because uh, I was like, we're going to behave this week. And then on Monday, we didn't drink. And then on Tuesday, we started to not drink. And then Hillary was like, fuck that. We are not sold in yet. We'll like drink less later. I was like, we're not going to drink less. Uh, but anyway, I got shit faced tonight. And so uh, while I'm only halfway through your diary entry, uh, I had to stop because a little, little, uh, little too fucked up to actually enunciate your phenomenal writing. So here's what I'm going to do. When you're too fucked up, here's what you're supposed to do. Drink more. And then make sure you get your fire back up and going and then get back to it. So let's do that first. First is the drink. That was delicious. What is that? Blue moon? Yeah, Belgian white. Yeah, just classics. We'll say out here, folks are like, oh, you drink that California beer. Um, so I'm, try I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get away from the IPAs and try to get into a little bit more tasty lagers. Eventually, I need to get to a place where I just drink like Bud Light. Um, so basically, they drink here like we drank in college. And so that's kind of interesting. Anyway, let's go ahead and get back to Wolf's Diary. Let's see if I can say that sentence. Uh, it's not a DJ I don't believe in. It's Bubblegum Pete we can't trust. The token Hispanic Ulrich bid against himself for the privilege of cutting the fourth-string Vikings running back in four months. And a running back, uh, running back is so far off the original Gold Diggers death chart, I couldn't actually identify him. The long march to the full-price practice games begins now. I suspect only a few more days remain before instant thoughts start making their off-season appearances. Meanwhile, Tom Brady continues to sacrifice the virgins Jeffrey Epstein missed in Southern Florida to maintain his youth. All right. Wolf, I love your diary admissions. I love them so much. And problem one one of the current problems is I'm not uh, recording while anywhere close to sober enough to actually read your submissions in a way that will um, do them justice. So I'm just going to go ahead and move right on along. We had another trade between BT and Needham. Needham got Sermon. Now Sermon is <laughs> Sermon. 
let's talk about this a little bit. I was adamant. I said, the Niners are absolutely not going to draft a running back in the first three rounds. I said, the first two days, it's not happening. I said, they always can make such impressive production out of running backs who have no draft capital. His father did the same thing. You go back and you look at the the multiple running backs in Denver under his father who were nobodies. And then Kyle does the exact same thing. I said, why you're you're not gonna get a running back in the first two days when you have like the magic wand do ability to grab someone who is fully skilled in that in that area and you don't need to use any draft capital. You just don't do that. I also said that there's no way that the Falcons wouldn't draft a running back. I also said that the Jaguars definitely wouldn't draft a running back. I also said that the Packers wouldn't sign Aaron Jones. And basically what I've really figured out is I have no idea whatsoever what NFL teams are going to do on draft day when it comes to running back. I thought I did. I thought I did. I thought I had it figured out. I thought it was like running back, don't spend money on running backs because you can get guys fresh out of college who are really good, who can contribute right away. And so kind of like quarterbacks, what you actually want is to have a, a... a running back you're not paying through one way or the other, either late in the draft or he was your one draft pick that you then just held on to for a while or whatever. Uh, and I'm wrong. Just totally wrong. So I don't know what NFL teams are thinking when it comes to drafting running backs. And I will accept that. It's also not that surprising. I don't watch college football. I don't really pay attention to the NFL draft at all because I don't really keep draft picks. Now, that being said, I'm going to keep draft picks. What got me thinking about all this? Well, because Needham traded for the running back that the Niners totally picked that I said they wouldn't, that they totally did. Trey Sermon, third round, goodbye Raheem Moster, you have one year left. Sorry, Jeff Wilson. Sorry, Jermichael Hasty. Sorry, Gallman. Not that Gallman was going to do anything. You'll all get your chances, and there will definitely be all hands on deck, as is, as is always with Shanahan offenses. There are a lot of running backs who get called up, and you just got to know which running back to play. Last, last year, I did not know which running back to play. The year before, I did, right? So the year before, I was a genius playing Moster all the time uh, this last year no idea was it Moster was it Wilson was it Coleman was it uh, uh, McKinnon or whatever his name was yeah McKinnon um, I got it wrong all the time so that's the that's the risk you play when you play the handcuff game I get I know I'm totally rambling guys uh, but it's fireside chat this is not notes this is just fireside chat this is me throwing cardboard into a fire talking at my phone so anyway, let's get back to what I'm actually trying to say, which is Needham got Sermon. I am so jealous. So, so jealous. It basically blew up my entire 
strategy of having at least one roster spot, spot uh, a starting spot really, dedicated to Kyle Shanahan. I, I use up, we have a lot of, look, we have a lot of roster spots. And I use up a bunch of them, as many as four sometimes, just with all the 49ers running backs so that I basically can start Kyle Shanahan. I, 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 my goal is to start Kyle Shanahan. Well, guess what? Now they drafted Trey Sermon, and I didn't have a draft pick, and I don't have him. Needham went and got him. So props to Needham. Needham's obviously a huge Niners fan. He sent a first and a second. So, I mean, look, he got drafted in the first. He said, yep, I agree. There's your first and I'll throw you a second because I just, I want him that badly. And I like it. Needham went and got his guy. Uh, I, I wish I had him. Let's move on. Austin gets rugs and Needham finally gets rid of rugs. Needham gets back a second and a third. I think since rugs was a first round draft pick last year, that's phenomenal value for Austin. Uh, he gets rugs for a second and a third. Uh, you get first round value back on a second and third. I love it. And also, Needham's happy. Needham did not draft rugs. Robbie drafted rugs. And so, while a lot of some people like rugs, some people don't, uh, Needham didn't draft him. He wasn't his. Similar to Landry and Gurley and uh, whoever the other guy he's trying to move, or maybe it was rugs. Um, there are a handful of guys that Needham has been trying to move from the get. He did, and uh, good for you. Needham moved rugs. Austin, good job getting rugs, and nice value for that. So then I traded a third for Trubisky. Nothing really to see here. Uh, I don't have anything behind Josh Allen, and Trubisky is behind Josh Allen. So I actually I signed Trubisky for a few bucks on the waiver wire. I then traded him for a third, and then traded a third for him. So basically undoing that trade. Uh, I then, there was a trade where uh, I traded $4 fab to Jason Kelly for Marlon Mack. So I got Marlon Mack for $4 in fab. Uh, no one else bid except for Jason, which was zero. And then I, uh, <laughs> I, I traded Trubisky uh, I got Trubisky from Austin for a third, and so that kind of, that took my roster spot. So I had a roster spot, so I had to get rid of somebody. So I was like, uh, well, Marlon Mack, like, that was just kind of a super depth piece anyway. So I was like, eh, I might as well just see if I can get those $4 back. So nothing exciting there, but Jason sends me back the $4, and he gets Marlon Mack. And then we have the big trade where Austin gets Amari Cooper for wow, that rugs didn't hold on too long. So for okay, nice return on rugs, right? So you get you send rugs for a second and a third, who was a first last year, but then you send you get Cooper and you got Zeke too. So by the way, look at Austin. Austin's gonna have Zeke and Amari Cooper. I uh, might as well just get Doc too. His wife's favorite team is the Cowboys. He's watching the Cowboys games every week. I think Austin is actually making trades based on the games that he's getting forced to watch. Uh, hey, Austin, blink twice if you're getting held against your will. So he gets Amari Cooper for rugs, a first, 
and two seconds. Nicely done, Rick Weiland. Uh, you were never going to get, Rick said yesterday, you know, I, I have said that Amari Cooper is a polarizing player. I don't know how true that is. I just know that I had him, he had one year that was incredibly disappointing from a production standpoint compared to his ADP. That was the year I had him. That was the year I invested like second round capital in him and got like, you know, he was like the wide receiver 35 or whatever. So I'm super anti Amari Cooper, but just because I'm anti Amari Cooper doesn't really mean a whole lot. Uh, Rick did say though that he was having, he was one of those players where he just was not seeing the same value on the calculator that he was, or he was not seeing for the value he was seeing on the calculator. He was not seeing that getting reciprocated in our league. And so that didn't surprise me because I don't like Amari Cooper. Um, but it definitely surprised the calculators. Regardless, Rick had been trying to move Amari Cooper pretty much since he drafted him. And he finally did. But he got a nice return. He got two seconds, a first, and rugs. By the way, is a first. So basically for Amari Cooper, which... Oh, I want to, ooh, let's see. Where, ooh, Mark Cooper was probably taken like in the third round overall, huh? Uh, let's see. He was originally drafted in the second round. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. See, I hate Amari Cooper. He had drafted the 2-8. Amari Cooper at the 2-8, but he got back basically two firsts and two seconds. He got back actually one first, two seconds, and Ruggs, who was a first last year. So I'm going to go ahead and call that two first. Sorry if you're hearing a bunch of side noises. This fire's really hot right now. So I'm really just trying to get as much cardboard in there as possible and really uh, burn it up while there's, while there's no wind. I tried to have a fire a couple nights ago, and there was so much wind that embers started flying into my trees. And I was like, look, I know it's not California, but that's, that's still pretty dangerous. So I decided to call that. Anyway, let's go on to the next trade. There's not going to be much bigger than Amari Cooper, right? I mean, Amari Cooper for two firsts and two seconds. Oh, my God. Rick Weiland trades DeAndre Swift for not one, not two, but three first-rounders and not one, but two second-rounders. And we're not done yet. There's also playoff Lenny. So I'm sorry. Did I see this correctly? Wyland got DeAndre Swift, a Detroit Lions running back, for three firsts, two second, and a quasi-starting running back. So I okay. So I will I will concede that the thought must be that these are all going to be late first. This is two out of the three are Wyland's first. If I remember correctly, uh, let's see. Yeah, the 23 first and the 24 first are Wyland's. The, 20, another, the other first is 24, and that's Austin. So let's assume that all of the first rounders are considered late. Okay, so 
It's, these, are not, these are not gonna be the 103s or the 104s. These are gonna be the 19s, the 111s, the 112s, the 17s, etc. So even then, three firsts and two seconds and a quasi-starting running back is a fucking haul for DeAndre Swift, who was, what, the third running back taken off the board last year in the rookie draft? It, uh, it is, um, look, Wyland had capital, and he spent it. <laughs> Boy, did he spend it. So I love when guys go out and, and just get their guy. Wyland, good job getting your guy. Needham, oh my God. So, okay. so it's like Needham, Needham, Jason Kelly, and BT have like all the draft picks that are left. It's like, I was looking at BT's draft picks the other day. It's like, it took up my entire phone. He has like 15 draft picks. I have like four. Booby has like four. Wyland can't have any left. Let's see. How many does Wyland have? Jesus Christ. You know, I'm not even going to look it up because I want to I want to stay on the pinned pin messages. So then BT and Booby make a trade and oh Booby gets an IDP for two thirds. Remember remember when we gave we gave someone shit for we gave Needham shit for trading for an IDP for a third. Uh, but I guess that was ended up just being a trend. And then today or yesterday we had Jason getting Knox from Austin. Uh, for a third. <laughs> Austin has been trying to get rid of Knox ever since that day that he made that Kelsey trade with Rick and and decided in that moment that Knox was going to be somebody and then started watching him and was like, God damn it, he's not going to be anybody at all, is he? Um, and so uh, he was able to finally get rid of Knox without dropping him and like Jason spent a third. So it's not like Jason spent anything. Um, and and uh, look, I have Josh Allen, so I'm all about uh, I'm all about that Buffalo offense, and Knox can absolutely can do something. So that was the longest news ever. It's very ranty. This is a fireside chat. It was 35 minutes. I haven't even gotten to the nuts, the uh, the nuts, the nuts and bolts of of the episode or the meat and potatoes. It's the meat and nuts and bolts and potatoes of this episode coming up next. And now it's time to actually get to the nuts and bolts, meat and potatoes, nuts and meat and bolts and potatoes of this episode, which is, guess what? That's right. The actual draft. We had a draft. I mean, I didn't like, you know, participate, but I paid attention to make sure it like continued. Uh, and I was very, very intrigued by everything. Let's not forget that we had a bunch of trades leading into the draft, including Pierce and Wyland setting themselves up, the two dicks being dicks, doing their thing, setting themselves up to have the first four picks. Now, obviously, a trade was made where it was discussed what picks would be made. That is not collusion when they own the first four picks. That is just absolutely part of negotiations. When you own the first four picks, it's not collusion to then discuss a trade, including what the plans are for the first four picks. Um, So Pierce ends up with the 
one one and the one four what we find out later and what i accidentally figured out while driving with jason uh was that rick was going to take trevor lawrence with the one four i i jason and i were mocking our rookie draft as we were driving across the country as you would imagine and we were trying to figure out what act, what guys would be available once they got to him. Jason didn't pick till like the two six, and so we were trying to figure all that out. And my my first take included Chase Smith, Harris, and Etn going in the in the first four, right? So the top two wide receivers, the top two running backs. And then at one point, it just hit me. I said, oh, wait a second. This is Rick Pierce. This is the same guy who took Mahomes in the third. He's going to take Trevor Lawrence with one of those picks, isn't he? Uh, and, and I was right. He did. He sure did. And I even put it in the chat at one point. I'm not going to try to like timestamp that. Uh, but we, we went ahead and saw what happened. And there is... Uh, uh, no doubt about it now, Rick Pierce had told Wyland, I will make this trade with you as long as you promise to not take Trevor Lawrence. And Rick, because he's not an idiot, or Wyland, because he's not an idiot, said, yeah, no, I'm not going to take Trevor Lawrence because it's a one-quarterback league, so I'm not going to take a quarterback in the first three picks. And Pierce was like, sweet, good. That's where I can get him at four. And I'm going to get Najee Harris. Now, I will say, as much as I disagree with Pierce's decision, I will say he has 75 picks next year. So he could, he is playing a long game as well. So I, I, I do know. I'm Look, this is not my first radio. I get it. This was a good year for quarterback class. Next year is not. So... He has a bunch of first-rounders next year. He can go ahead and really pick up some slack in some other positions next year uh, that he wasn't going to be able to this year. And so I get it. Nonetheless, I don't like the pick. That being said, last I checked, me not liking the pick doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Regardless... We all know that he just took Trevor Lawrence at four, but we haven't even started off what happened in this draft. What happened in this draft is Pierce had the 101, and Pierce took Najee Harris. That sip was for you, Pierce, and Najee, because what a great pick. Everyone loves it. It's a consensus 101. You can't go wrong. You have to take Najee. In a one-quarterback lead, in a non-superflex league like we are, you have to take Nadu at the 101, and you did. Smart. Love it. Great pick. So then it gets to Wyland. So Wyland has the 102 and the 103. He's promised he won't take Lawrence, which he's like, yeah, no, that's not a problem. So he obviously has to take the number one wide receiver. That's Jamar Chase. He does. Brilliant move. So then the question is, does he take Etienne with his next pick? He doesn't. The guy with Kelsey goes and gets Pitts. 
He takes Kyle Pitts at the 103. He doubles down. Uh, double doubles down. Double downs. Nope. He he double down. He doubles down. He doubles down. Yeah, he doubled. Yeah, the pulls on the double. Yeah. So he doubles down on the idea of having the dominant tight end. And he says, I sure I have Kelsey. I said he won't take Pitts because he has Kelsey. Rick says, no, I will take Pitts because I have Kelsey. Kelsey's 31. And he just says, basically, I am going to beat everyone in every game at tight end for the next 12 years. And so he does not take a running back. He goes Chase and Pitts. And I like it. I like it. I mean, I don't, but I do. I like it. Nicely done. So then we get to the 104, and we get to Trevor Lawrence. Now, finally, we have a pick that is neither neither Rick Ryland or Rick Pierce, nor Rick Pierce, I should say. And that's the 105. It was originally Needham's pick. No one's had their original pick. 101 was BT's Pierce ticket. Austin was the 102, Ryland. Jason Kelly was the 103, Ryland. Ben Rose was the 104, Pierce. And this is not even like because they traded with them. I know Pierce traded with, or, or like Ben Rose at the 104 traded with Wyland, but then Wyland just traded that. Oh, I just got a text from Needham saying that he has sent over some content from the cat box. That means that the doghouse and cat box tonight will be making. Oh, wow, that's a lot of embers getting thrown into the sky. That, what, there's one piece of paper on fire that's floating above my head. It's about 15 feet above my head. It's just kind of chilling because there's no wind. It doesn't seem to be, yeah, no, it's just going to burn up. So there's just not like the whole, like, everything starts a fire here. And I like that. Anyway, Needham's going to be joining us shortly. Let's go ahead and get through this first round. We'll do this first round, and then we'll go ahead and bring Needham on. So Austin is taking the 105 from Needham, and he takes ETN. Now, I love, first of all, great pick. You got you got to make that pick, I think. I mean, I guess you could have taken Devontae Smith, uh, who, by the way, didn't get taken for three more picks. Now, I, I, I think you have to take ETN there. This whole, like, oh, ETN's going to be a third down back. And they're like, oh, now he's, 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 he's getting work as a wide receiver. Um, that's, let's, let's not forget that the person saying that is Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer just got here from college where he feels that he can just, like, say a bunch of nonsense and people will listen to him like he's in some fucking college town. Uh, no. You did not spend first-round draft capital when you already had James Robinson to then not play ETN. Now, granted, maybe ETN not, is not going to get 300 touches next year as a rookie, but, like, he's probably going to get as, much, as many touches as, like, you know, Swift and Dobbins got last year. Uh, so, anyway, I, I just don't, I don't pay attention at all to what Ramirez says. Uh, and I think ETN is going to be a stud in Jacksonville for years to come. Maybe he'll get the rookie treatment this next year, but the dynasty value, I think, is incredibly strong. So at the 106, which is originally Adams' pick, that was eventually that was traded to Needham. 
The first person who actually had their own pick was the 108 with Wolfett. So Needham had the 106, and he takes Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman. Now, I will say that I did get a recording from Needham, but I don't know what it is yet. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take this opportunity to take a break, check in on that recording to see if it had anything to do with his actual pick. Needham said, what do you need? What content do you need? I said, literally, send me anything on any draft pick or any trade that happened during or after the trade, uh, 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 the draft. And we will see what he sent me. We're going to check in right now. But first, a word from our sponsor. Have you been in California? Have you been told you have to stay inside? Are you sick and tired of being inside and you would like to be on a beach? Would you like to be at a resort? Would you like to be at a place where when you dial zero, they literally just bring you anything you want? Well, guess what? You need to call Rescue Me Travel. Because Rescue Me Travel, although not based in rescue anymore, because that's California, will absolutely know exactly where to send you. Currently ran by Hillary Chiramelli, within the next few years, going to be ran by Will Chiramelli. Get in now before the transition Time to vacation. I don't actually know how to do a commercial. Hillary has a business. Okay, anyway, let's move on. Uh, let's go ahead and check in on what Needham had to say. So, Needham, the floor is yours. All right, so my sneaky draft pick. I think after, you know, reading all the recap, all of the, um, of who's going where, uh, value, everything like that. I actually think uh, Richard Weiland, who has been really winning trades left and right, uh, I think he got a steal in there in the third round with that Diami Brown pick. Um, for all intents and purposes, uh, Diami Brown got a uh, favorable landing spot with uh, where he went and, um, and honestly probably should have been drafted uh, a full round earlier. Um, so uh, by rounds as in, in our draft, we probably should have gone. So Rick kind of got a steal in there with that 304, uh, Diami Brown pick. Oh, you don't have to convince me, my friend. I agree 100%. I've already, not that you knew this when you sent, sent in the recording, because we are not recording live. This is, this, we are not, Dedham and I aren't going to lie to you. This is not a cat box to the doghouse current live simulcast. That's not what's happening right now. We're, we need him called in. And so need him, I will say, yeah, you don't have to explain yourself to me. I think it was great. I, I think you overpaid a little bit for Sermon, but not, dude, I just, I, I get it. I totally get it. You're preaching to the choir on this guy and the haul you got back for Swift. Dude, I sent three firsts for Christian McCaffrey who was the consensus 101 at that point and is still the consensus 101. Guy didn't even play last year. And right now he is considered in a startup draft, in any startup dynasty, he is considered the 101. I sent three firsts for him. Mahomes got three firsts. My understanding is that any like top tier player the toppest of the top tier players are worth three firsts. 
you somehow got three firsts, two seconds, and playoff Lenny for DeAndre Swift. Dude, I like DeAndre Swift. I like DeAndre Swift a lot. I don't like him that much. And I'm not saying he won't be amazing. I'm not even saying that Rick won't get the value back. But no one will ever be able to look at this trade and be like, really, even? <laughs> really? Three first two seconds and <laughs> playoff Lenny for Swift? Uh, you should have held on for more. <laughs> like, that's not happening. So I love it. But also, I see that, Needham, you got more to say. That's not just it. So what else do you have for us today, my friend? All right, so my sneaky draft pick. I think after, you know, reading all the recap, all of the um, of who's going where, uh, value, everything like that, I actually think uh, Richard Weiland, who has been really winning trades left and right, uh, I think he got a steal in there in the third round with that Diami Brown pick. Um, for all intents and purposes, uh, Eddie Brown got a uh, favorable landing spot with uh, where he went and, um, and honestly probably should have been drafted uh, a full round earlier. Um, so uh, by rounds as in in our draft, he probably should have gone. So Rick kind of got a steal in there with that 304 uh, Diami Brown pick. And you know what? I'll just go ahead and take your word for it. Uh, we weren't on that round yet. Uh, we were in the first round still. Uh, I'm not quite sure why you jumped so far ahead, uh, but, but maybe it's because you had no idea and you assumed that I would put your clip in a spot that made sense, but I'm not. I'm just actually going to keep it completely out of place and be like, why are we talking about the third round right now? Uh, regardless, I actually would have had no idea. Great insight. I am not actually going to get to the third round tonight. So um, that's your foresight third round. But I see, Needham, that you are not done, my friend. What else? What other brilliance do you have for us? Bring it. Lay it upon us. Yeah, all, all that all that hunting talk for me is just fun. I, I can't, uh, quite honestly... I don't know if I have what it takes to sit in a, in a blind all day or to go out marsh uh, shooting in a marsh shooting ducks or, you know, trekking around uh, the countryside with a bow and arrow uh, hunting, you know, after wild game. I like eating the stuff, though. So I'll eat any of it. There, I would try uh, moose. I, I have eaten plenty of elk, deer, venison, whatever. Uh, wild boar, love that stuff. But uh, actually putting in for it, I I gotta admit I'm I'm a little lazy. I do like going to Safeway to buy some meat and going on the grill and cooking it. So uh, same with my fish. All right, bye. Oh, I agree 100%. So I asked for trades, uh, discussion of trades pre-draft and literally anything draft. And you give me your one draft pick, a random, uh, or, or, or no, your one trade that associated with the draft, your sleeper draft pick, and then get right into the chat. And you know what? I love it. I love it so much. Because... That really is where 
the value of our league can be found is in our chat because it is that safe place where guys can just be guys. And while I'm not a real man, I'm getting closer. I, I, I have some new Georgian attributes that will contribute. I also am right there with you, Needham, in that I appreciate the hunting so much. I mean, I'm not going to do it myself, but I'd go along with you. Just like Needham said today, I, I'd be like whatever like the caddy version of hunting is. I would totally do that. I mean, it sounds, I mean, I think basically it means you go out on a hike and then um, like carry some stuff. Uh, but either way, the idea that then you then get uh, some pretty good pieces of meat. Uh, I will say too, as we were speaking of pretty good pieces of meat, uh, as we were driving, I, I drove in a, in a new area, uh, a new region today, and I drove by a uh, fruit stand. Uh, and, you know, of course, it's like peaches and cantaloupes and all the things you'd expect. Uh, but then it was said, and jerky, including venison, bison, elk and gator and i said oh boy we're gonna get ourselves some gator jerky and so uh i forgot my wallet uh so (laughs) i wasn't gonna get gator jerky like in that exact moment but do not fear i will be i've I've eaten gator before Uh, i look forward to eating a gator that i shoot with my own shotgun uh but well actually i don't because that means i'm I shot a gator with my shotgun, which means that there was a gator on my pond. Um, so I don't look forward to that. But I will say that it is just a matter of time uh, before I go and get some of that gator jerky. So anyway, uh, awesome uh, uh, take, Needham. I agree. I'm also a go-to-Safeway guy. I'm actually a Hillary go-to-Safeway guy. I'm actually just kind of like a sit at the dinner table and eat what's in front of me. Uh, but at least now I'm doing the dishes because... I used to always do bath time and now the kids don't actually need any like supervision to bathe themselves. And so (laughs) Hillary's figured out, wait a second, uh, you go ahead and clean the dishes. And if you're not going to watch the kids eat and they don't need to be washed, washed, watched while washed or either, uh, then you can go ahead and clean the dishes. So I've been cleaning the dishes now, which is good because maybe she'll resent me just a little bit less. Uh, but I agree that, uh, I'm glad others are doing the hunting because I want to do the eating. Anyway, Needham, I say I got two more recordings from you. I still and I have no idea what they're about. What else you got for me? All right, I got one question for you. Which player currently on the roster, obviously not a rookie, of anybody, is most likely to have the most regression from last year? I'll give you my answer after you answer yours. But so, which player, anybody's roster, has the most likely regression year over year from 2021? I, I kind of want to know your input. I have two candidates, and so I'm, I have a hard time. So I'm going to probably talk about two. But um, you go ahead. Oh, what a great question! Oh, and I love that we have not prepped for this. Okay. Who are my top two candidates that will regress the most? Uh, Okay, I'm going to start with the low-hanging fruit, and I'm going to start with Derrick Henry. 
I'm going to say that Derrick Henry uh, has had a lot of touches and a lot of carries. And I know, I know that, uh, look, he definitely was not used heavily when he was really young, right? So that was when he, he was behind DeMarco Murray and he was not used heavily then. Um, and so that is a real thing. Um, and I will also say that I cannot think of another time where a running back, even as large as he is, got as many carries as he has the last two years and then was just fine the next year. So as a Christian McCaffrey owner, I'm going to say that my first biggest regression candidate is uh, Derrick Henry just from the usage. And I feel like it's just a matter of time before that catches up with Bowie. The second candidate for regression I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. Uh, I think that Dalvin Cook has just now gotten to the point in his career where we no longer get to say that he's injury prone. We no longer get to say uh, that he is has done anything or that he is risky. Uh, he is, last year was the last year where he was taken later than he should have been because of his injury history and it made sense. Now, now the fact is he just he he's gone I think two straight years without any huge industry, injuries industries injuries. You know, I think he's probably had in the last two years he's probably played 14 games a year, which as a running back is about ex- what you expect. Um but Dalvin Cook had an, an incredible injury history prior to these last two years. Considering his last year and the numbers that he put up, I'm going to say that he's going to be my second regression candidate. So along with Derrick Henry, I'm going to say that Dalvin Cook is my second largest regression candidate. Of course, running backs, of course, running backs that have had a lot of touches the last two years. I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. Who you got, Adam? Uh, I can get behind that because for me, um, the guy poised for most regression got to be Derrick Henry, right? Derrick Henry um, went for 2,000 yards last year. Amazing year. Amazing running back. But... Let's say he just has a great year of like 1,600 yards rushing and another hmm, 180, less than 200, and his touchdowns just go down just a little. Maybe we only give him like seven touchdowns, uh, one receiving. or Maybe we could stretch that to eight or nine. I don't care. It's still less than last year. So just by having a really good year, would be regression. So that's my guy, Derek Henry. Very good, my friend. And who do you have as your second? And number two, you guys might think I'm picking on Booby, but I'm really not. I think his team is good. It's just that Alvin Kamara, same situation as Derek Henry. So 
I'm thinking he has the number one and two candidates for regression year over year. Not saying they're not good. Not saying they're not going to be have a, a much better than average year. It just means that from where they're they were to where they're going to be. I mean, you, you just can't do that kind of year over and over. You, it's just not historically happened. All right, that's it. What do you think, huh? Well, thank you, Needham, very much. Uh, so we both had Henry. I actually thought about Camara. Uh, and then at the last second, switched over to Dalvin for my second. But we are right on the same page. Anyone else that would like to give us who your top two regression candidates for this upcoming year, please go ahead and click the link and send in a voice message. All right. Well, like I said, uh, that the phone was going to die. I was out last night building that huge fire, uh, quite intoxicated, as you guys very well know if you've been listening to this episode. And the phone did die and only got through five picks uh, after the news section was 30 minutes because there was lots of rambling going on. I don't remember exactly what was said. So, you know, as uh, you're listening to it is also going to be when I listen to it will also be uh, the first time that I hear what was said last night or maybe at least I'm reminded of what was said last night. Anyway, uh, we are way past the hour mark for this episode, so we are going to stop it right there. We will pick back up on the next episode at Rashad Bateman. So feel free to send in voice messages uh, regarding uh, regression candidates, the first five picks already discussed, or any of the draft picks or any of the trades that came after the draft, and we'll make sure we get them on the next episode. Until then, thank you so much for listening. We're awesome as a league. You're awesome for listening. And until next time, cue music. We're out of here.